Hey, how you doing? Hello. Oh, fabulous. Thank you for asking. Yeah, it's almost Halloween, (laughs) which is... It is almost Halloween. Exciting. Are you doing anything? Uh, Great question. No. Um, (laughs) No, kidding. Um, My sister is going to the mountains, um, but I don't think I'm going to go... It's like she's meeting a friend there and like, I don't really know. So I don't think I'm going to go, but I did get a bunch of recommendations on Instagram for horror movies to watch. Yes. So I think I might just do a whole day. Oh, can we? I want to watch the one with John Mayer. Oh, Zombieverse. Yeah. It sounds like it's going to be awful. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's watch. like 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. 40? That's, wow. Is that higher Actually, than you thought? pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I, that's so much higher than I thought. Yeah, I know the second <laughs> Zombievers. Yeah, no, I had no no thoughts that that would be quality. Uh, the second I saw that it was directed by Jordan Rubin, I was like, oh, this makes sense because he's really good friends <laughs> with him. But uh, everyone knows that. Oh. Like literally, no, you don't even have to tell that to our listeners because everyone knows that. <laughs> um, yeah, on it's a joke. Friday you night. You don't have to know that. <laughs> Mike and I were driving uh, back to his house, and I don't know. Oh, he had Chris Stapleton on, just like one Chris Stapleton song on, and I was like, uh, we were talking about like country music, and then we were talking about how like when we went up to the mountains, my sister was like grilling him about what kind of music he liked, and they have you know the complete mm-hmm. opposite taste on everything, and so <laughs> I was like, this is an example of like pop country music that like my sister likes and put on Keith Urban which then spiraled to as soon as we got back to his house I started I put on a John Mayer Keith Urban video from when they did Crossroads Mm. on CMT which then was became oh yeah (laughs) uh which then became me just like putting queuing up John Mayer video after John Mayer video after John Mayer video and we were like I can't see you doing this <laughs> I can't like picture it I don't know in my head we like had gone to the grocery store and they have these like two for $15 like meals and so what they had mm. that day was chicken parmesan so we were like heating up all of the food in the oven and whatnot and or rather he was more or less doing that and then I would like come around and peek at the tv and then like fully start blushing and then have to like turn away so that is to say that I am very excited about the prospect of watching Zombievers. this is I'm so happy to hear it and uh and sinister will, all the loves of my life will Yes, all loves your life, but we have Sinisters on the books, and Zombievers is currently not on the books. Well, I mean, we can watch it at but any it, time. I know, but I assume you're having some sort of plans on Halloween. I was just going to get to asking you that, um, but and then I went off talking now I guess about we're watching there. Zombievers, so you're, I assume <laughs> you will be canceling any other plans you have. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I have a couple of friends. Well, for starters, Steph's birthday is on Thursday, and so... Happy birthday, Steph. Yes. I didn't realize this was a thing, but they do like Airbnb for venues. Um, And so with South By, they normally have a lot of venues in town. And so she Mm -hmm. found one that wasn't too crazy expensive. And uh, she rented it for like five hours or so. So we can all, quote unquote, go out. 
but it's just like mm-hmm. our group of friends and I'm making people take COVID tests. Uh, I'm like, <laughs> it's a holiday weekend. Like, I think it's, let's just like be on the up and up. I'm not going to like be in the news for like dummies who are going to parties or whatnot. Super spreader event. Yeah, exactly. But like there's a <laughs> stage and um, it's going to be BYOB because it's literally just like an empty place, a venue. So yeah. Um, yeah. we have that on Thursday night and then uh, everyone will be recovering from their hangovers on Friday. One of my friends has already like fully taken off work. She, someone <laughs> oh, apparently God. like tried to put an 8 a.m. People on are so excited to, <laughs> <laughs> to drink again. <laughs> apparently someone tried to put like an 8 a.m. on her calendar and she was like, oh, vacation day. Um, <laughs> so and then Saturday night, most of the a smaller guest list of the ones on Thursday we're doing a Mad Max themed small little party and uh, my cousin and a couple of our friends are in charge of planning it all and I guess they're gonna do like real like deserty vibes with the decor and whatnot so I'm quite excited to see how that's gonna be (laughs) and Mike has been hard at work making props so he made like the Mad Max Fury Road uh, like mask contraption mask. that he wear Mad Max wears around his face, mm-hmm. and then he's making me the like Furiosa belt with like the skull on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna be Furiosa, obviously. <laughs> obviously. So it's a bit of a differ a different uh, you know, costume. Did you come up with this party idea? No, my cousin, we were at another birthday gathering um, a couple of weeks ago, and she likes to do, like, big group-themed outfits. And mm-hmm. for Halloween, which I famously, like, two years ago, she wanted the theme was out of this world, but I wanted to dress up as Lady Gaga from A Star is Born, and I almost did, and was just like, well, she's a star, which is out of this world. But oh I my did god, it. you're <laughs> insufferable. I love the idea. <laughs> um, but I didn't. Anyway, and so she like was like, oh, I have some Halloween theme ideas. Number one, Mad Max. And we all just like freaked the fuck out. And I was like, that would be so fun. Yeah. I love that. That movie rules. We can have it playing on the TV, on a loop, like the whole time. And then she like gave some other ideas, like decades. And you were and like, like, no, it's done. Dead. But I, I thought it was funny. I was like, in my head, you were planning this. And you're like, okay, everyone's going to be Mad Max characters. And I'm going to be Furiosa. <laughs> like, indisputably the best Mad Max characters. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I've been like getting stuff in the mail for like my props and whatnot, and I mm-hmm. have not even looked at them. I have just kind of not had the time. Are you really excited about the face paint? Because I'm like I'm secondhand really excited about the face. I'm just paint. gonna do like black uh, eyeliner, eyeliner and eyeshadow just all over my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's gonna be and good. Then I, and like slick back my hair into like a tight uh, bun, so I look mm-hmm. like I'm. Uh, Shaped I would him. go as a war boy and I would have um yeah you know, cupcake spray. Oh, cupcake spray <laughs> is a good idea. Uh, maybe I'll buy some of that as like a I Googled it, I Googled it one time and they did use cupcake spray. Oh so that would be authentic. I told Mike I was like, maybe I'll just be Nux because I was like Furiosa has like so many like the arm thing, that's gonna be like kinda mm-hmm. hard to get. 
And uh, Micah was like, isn't he just wearing, like, cargo pants and no shirt? And I was like, oh, yeah. But, like, I th- do think the makeup would be kind of fun if I was nux, So I think the makeup would be really fun. You could just put on a wife beater. No one would care. And yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I like a little gender bent. He was giving me a hard time <laughs> because I was like, this is what I hate. I hate spending money for Halloween. But I also, right. like, hate half-assing things. And he's like, well, you no, can't you have, have it, but like, you can't like not spend money, but also like be stage ready. When I was cleaning up my closet, my sister pulled out a dress that had a tag on it. And she's like, I don't, I can never picture you wearing this. And I was like, I actually got that for a Halloween costume I didn't end up wearing. Uh, <laughs> so that's yeah. why I own it. And she's like, can we get rid of it? I'm like, well, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe you'll be that. Decide? To go yeah. as Deborah from Baby Driver five years late. Oh, yeah. I know. I know. Well, Mike and I, like, he told me that the other day he had an alert go off on his phone. And it was remind Lauren about uh, being Brad and Claire from Bon Appetit, which I guarantee was like, I think that was an idea I came up with, like, in January. And I was like, it would be so easy. We could be Brad and Claire. Like, I already have, like, a gray, like, spray paint from, or, like, a white from when I did Cruella de Vil last year. So, it would have been easy. I mean, like, Brad and him are very similar. It would have been a great outfit. It yeah. Great. I know. But with but everything that happened you can't with do BA. It no, you definitely mm. can't do it now. <laughs> we all agree uh, that things used to be better and now everything is bad. I'm glad Basically. we can come to a consensus. Yeah, pretty much. <sighs> um, but yeah, that's kind of my plan. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about because we took last week off because I was sick and I didn't really want um, – my congested voice to be on the podcast for all of and then you kept trying to reschedule and i kept saying i don't want to yeah (laughs) some days this is like very draining to agree to honestly we're really martyrs for this yeah i hope you guys appreciate this premium content that we deliver on a basically (laughs) weekly basis for free Um, i would say premium content i would that's absolutely what i would say yeah we don't even have like ads trickling in like, no. You know what? Actually, that's and- like a real bear with listening to blank check because, like, they mm-hmm. like they really like slyly trickle them in with like yeah. the little phone call bit, and then uh-huh. you just never know how long it's gonna last. And it's like five right. minutes of just like Griffin. No, you just have to listen to the ads. No, but I, I do just think some of them ahead. are real gems. Oh, there's some funny ads. I enjoy them. I it's not like I have so much going in, going on in my life that I can't waste. You know two minutes on a blank check ad i absolutely can yeah um but i do want to let our listeners know that the only reason we don't have ads is because we like to keep this as a as a pure experience like we get offers all the time oh yeah for sure we could be rolling in the advertisement (laughs) and we choose not to and we're gonna say you know what my financial situation is peachy keen i don't need to make extra money no. Um, what would I do with it? You know, me, yeah. Megan Swell. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'd buy like a Louis Vuitton trunk just for the hell of it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, no, uh, I'm into Legos now. That takes up a lot of money. Oh my god, uh, Legos so are very expensive. Legos are so expensive, but it's also like the only thing I want to do anymore. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Uh, it's very dangerous. 
Yeah, I remember when I started babysitting, I realized just how expensive Legos and Barbies were. And I was oh. like, oh. I'm not going to get into Barbies. Well, <laughs> maybe I will. Uh, uh, <laughs> you should get into Barbies. Okay. I'm into Legos now. I had never done Legos until like three weeks ago. Like you never played with Legos when you were a kid? No, not really. I mean, we had some big ones, but we weren't like a Lego set. Oh, no, my dad, I think, liked Legos, or maybe it was, like, one of those he wanted to provide us with a better childhood than he had, so he was like, here, Legos. Here, here, get some Legos. Yeah. Yeah, no, I had, like, the really, like, kid ones when I was very young, but I was never, like, putting together any any ordeals um and now i think it's just like the perfect little amount of brain power mm-hmm. um you can go on to legoideas.com and like uh like basically like sign petitions for lego to make certain sets mm. and i'm like really following one for the fraser apartment like oh. i want that to happen or the mama mia <laughs> House. Oh, I need to find a Mamma Mia one. No one's put that together so far, as far as I can tell. That'd um, be so funny. So I might have to make one. <laughs> yeah, with Hotel Belladonna. Yeah. I, I'd spend upwards of, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'd spend way too much money on that <laughs> bullshit. If they came out with, and I would have to buy it because I'd be, I, <laughs> the Venn diagram of people into Legos and people this into Mamma Mia, here we go again. I assume barely is me. <laughs> what if they have like little Lego, the dads? And all the characters. What if they have little Lego the dads and little Lego the young dads? Yeah. I could make them kiss their past selves. Yeah. (laughs) Your dream. Um, I was going to say that we skipped last week, but we actually saw each other last week. We did. We hung out. We did. No hugging, but we hung out. (laughs) No hugging, but we hung out. We did a cute little picnic. You we sat outside. You were so cute. You packed so much food and you packed like a serving for two that went on my blanket because Micah was with me and a serving for yourself on your blanket. So we wouldn't have I'm to really share. I'm really adorable. Everyone also, agrees. So Ronies. Uh, it was so nice. And then it got dark <laughs> it was so really early nice. and I was so sad. It did get dark early. I did. I think we hung out for like three hours. Um, yeah. And in did. my head, I'm like, I only had like 30 minutes. Like, I know. <laughs> I could have stayed there forever, um, which is, you know, uh, I, I, I miss you. And uh, it's not like we ever get a chance to just talk, like, about things that we care about, like movies or, like, I guess Legos now or, like, <laughs> dads from Mamma Mia kissing. I don't know. Like, who, yeah. when will I ever tell you these things? It's hard to say. Micah and I, we got back in the car, and I was like, oh, that felt so short. And I was like, I know. I mean, I guess I talked to her every day via text, and <laughs> I talked to her at least for an hour a week on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I, like, call, we, like, talk on the phone every once in a while throughout those times. But, and uh-huh. we have a movie party every week. Right. But <laughs> it's not so the short. same. It's just not the same. Oh, my God. I was just thinking back to when me and him were driving around, and I sent you the DM, or the DM about Julian Kasloukas being right. divorced and with a twenty-one-year-old, and then right. you like immediately called me, and I just like turned over, right. and I was like, "This is important. Sorry, I must take this." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to answer this one actually. <laughs> oh. uh, 
I mean, I'm glad that you have your priorities straight. I do agree that we never get a chance to talk. And honestly, I think that's like a beautiful relationship that we have where um, it's not like there's anything new happening in my life at all, really, you know, mm. uh, at all. But I still have enough to like uh, make sure that you're up to date on me. Yeah. Um, which is to say, uh, I watch movies now and, and play Lego. Can I just say, since she doesn't listen to the podcast, your sister told me today what she got you for Christmas, and it's like 10 out of 10. I'm like literally so excited because she's been bragging about what she got me for Christmas. <laughs> and I think Darcy recently has been really stepping up her gift game. Not to say in the past she's been bad at it, but normally I will pick out like gifts for our parents and just make her give me money for it. Mm-hmm. And this year she like came in hot. She's like, this is what I think we should get mom. This is what I think we should get dad. And I was like, these are great ideas. And so she was put in charge of one of them and I was put in charge of the other. And then I think she's just really like hype on giving gifts this year and keeps asking if she can bring me over my Christmas gift early because she's just so excited to give it to me. Yeah. She was telling me that. And today. I want it. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to tell you no, because I, you are making it sound so exciting and I want it. Yeah. <laughs> I, we were talking about that today and I was just like, honestly, with COVID and everything that's happening in the world, a little bit of happiness might be worth giving a little bit sooner than Christmas. Yeah. Well, and then, and then I think the thing that's tough is like, I think that by the time December rolls around, she'll feel like she has to give me something on Christmas. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. But I yeah. just kind of want it now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might be getting it sooner. I mean, I was. Uh... She keeps every time I, I'm going to see her. She's like, can I just bring it? I'm like, you I have to make your own decisions. I'm not going to make you give it to me early. Yeah. But I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I, I texted or I DM'd her because um I had a gift idea for you. And I was like, do you think she would like this? And so. I'm very hard know. to shop for. I, I, I ate everything. I was um, like, I'm I don't really find mean to hard to shop for at all. But you're <laughs> when people sarcastic. get me a gift, I will be like, no, I don't want this. You know, like this is bad. And, I, and I'm returning it. And you should feel bad. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm pretty easy to shop for. I'm yeah. just happy to be happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, I think you're easy to shop for because a lot of the things I would get for myself, I, I think that you would like. Right. And one time you sent me a copy of a Nicolas Cage movie, Bangkok Dangerous, Ugh. and I almost cried. Uh, so I'm, I'm just pretty. We still never watched that. I, we still have never watched Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> I have the, the DVD now. I'm ready to go whenever. <laughs> yeah i think that was christmas last year or it was your birthday i think so too Uh, i know it was like part of like a few gifts yeah i think it was christmas i just gave you like i think it was christmas too because it it, you you sent it to my parents house oh and i remember opening it at my parents table and and my mom being like is that a movie you like and i was like i haven't seen it and she's like is it like one you're really excited to watch and i was like i mean it's hard to explain <laughs> i mean there's this one half of my relationship with Pally? my family is yeah half like? of my relationship with my family is explaining a goof <laughs> yeah it's kind of a bit but i am really excited to have it soup it's hot it's hot. hot. No, no, no. It's too hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he does read his uh, I will say one thing that Cage. kind of that was f- funny that happened over the weekend was um, you introduced a light, light show with Adam Pally to, to someone. Oh 
my god i fucking love lily probably no i didn't um we were um me darcy and uh andrew were going to the drive-in theater and uh Anyway, there was a problem with the projection, so we ended up going home. But oh. <laughs> during that, Darcy started playing a game where we were trying to name all the Oscar winners and nominees. And so we got to one year that was stumping me, and Darcy was like, well, one of these I've never heard of. So if I tell you that, will that help you like build out the year in your head? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, the reader. And I was like, see, you really just messed up there because I watched the Hugh Jackman intro from the Oscars a million times because he sings and he goes, the reader. (laughs) I haven't seen the reader. (laughs) And so then I was able to guess all the other nominees because he talks about them in the song. But the only part of the song I remember is about the reader. I can't say I've seen that myself. So that's what happened to me this weekend. And then I watched all of American Vandal again. One of your favorites. Ah, it's a perfect show. Fucking love that shit. Ah. Uh, well, anyway, should we get into talking about we're doing a little movie catch up this week? I was going to say we have like a ton of topics and I just blathered on about bullshit for 20 minutes. But that's kind of like what we're doing here you know yeah. like that's kind of the 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 type of show that we run and that's why i don't think we should sell out by letting advertisers just come in here and ruin this you know what meg i agree <laughs> so do we want to talk first about the trial of the chicago seven because that's what we were supposed to talk about it, last week and that then... is what we were supposed to talk about last week and that is what we've seen that is what we saw canonically first yes so I saw it in uh, movie theaters. Very exciting. Oh, you know me. I'll brave the movie theater <laughs> for a, a Nolan or a Sorkin pretty much at, at this rate. Um, at this point, like, the only thing playing here is, I think, Tenet. The only thing that I would, like, go see. And now it's just kind of like, what's the rush? Yeah, you've waited so long. It's got. It's been so long. I'll just. I'll just watch it eventually. Except for when Oscar noms come out and you haven't. No, seen I mean it. I'll have to watch it before the Oscars, obviously, Nora. But I think it's coming to streaming in like early December, so it's gonna be fine. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting to see how much money it makes when it comes to streaming. I. I mean, I was looking at the box office. We're already immediately. I've taken us off track. I was looking at the box office for this year, and it's so crazy, depressing. <laughs> Well, I saw like Liam Neeson. All the Neeson's. things above <laughs> Liam Neeson's and everything movie else. Movie is uh, it was like number one at the box box office two weekends in a row. I've never even heard mm-hmm. of this movie. Couldn't tell you how much it's making, and I'm like, yeah, well, it's because it's not like competing with anything, right? Is the only thing, and like not to generalize, but like, who cares about a Liam Neeson movie? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so The Trial of Chicago 7, written and directed yes. by Aaron Sorkin. I actually didn't now, realize it was that? directed by Aaron Sorkin until I got to the movie theater. I knew it was written. Really? I swear we've talked about this. Oh, but I guess we might have talked about it in in the in between you seeing it and me seeing it. Yeah. But because that's why I was skeptical, because I like Aaron Sorkin written movies, and I don't always love an Aaron Sorkin directed movie. Yeah. Uh, that was in between when we saw it. I, I knew he had written it. I didn't know that he was directing it. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, do I think? He's the best director? 
probably not. Uh, do I think I just he's think an incredible he's... writer? Of course. Me too. But I just think he's so much better when there's someone else there. And I saw this, I think, on Twitter, and I'm not going to be able to remember who it is, but someone said Aaron Sorkin thinks he's good at writing, like, biting political commentary, but he's really just good about, he's really good about writing friends in an argument. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. (laughs) And I just fully agree with that because, I don't know, it's not like I was anti any of the politics stuff. Like, I thought it was good, but there were some moments that were, like, a little eye-rolly for me. Yeah. Um, well, so Sorkin originally wrote this in 2007 with Steven Spielberg directing. I knew Steven Spielberg was involved. And then with the Writers Guild strike and budgets concerns, Spielberg dropped out. And then Sorkin was then announced as the new director in 2018. And then most of the cast was announced then, too. <sighs> But that's why you I just have keep the thinking. Steven Spielberg Production Company as one of the producers, Amblin. Yeah. I just keep thinking, like, like the fact that the writer's strike from 2007 is, like, still affecting so much in the industry. Oh, like, yeah. it's, there are still ripples to this day. To this day. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, this year with, like, 2020, like, I'm like, this is going to be a whole other thing. Like, we are going to be 10 years looking back. Like, oh that show got canceled. That movie got canceled. That thing got, like, put on hold indefinitely. And it's... I I hate to, I hate to know that in my heart. <laughs> yeah. No, that's nuts to even think about um well so Sasha Baron Cohen was cast as Abby Hoffman as early as 2007 and they had Spielberg had approached Will Smith for the role of Bobby Seal which is who Yaya Abdul-Mateen ends up playing he's yeah. good in it uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen's so good he's a, I don't he's know if Will emotional. Smith would have been as good no I don't think I Will think Smith Yaya's still at the point where he can kind of disappear into a role because he's not like Will Smith famous mm-hmm. but like every time I see him I'm thrilled that he's here I think also I mean I, I don't know he, he was like he had the like most intense stuff to do but he's like one of the only ones that didn't seem like like a caricature I don't know yeah I feel like he seems from his performance in this movie like someone who can do like a very powerful emotional scene that's not just relying on the fact that you know how to cry on cue yes yes he he's very he's like very like compelling and you just like yeah you get so drawn into him and like maybe it's Maybe it's kind of like the Daniel Kaluuya thing where it's like his eyes are just so like expressive and whatnot and you just get so drawn in and it's like he could just say a regular line, but if he like says it with any emotion behind it, you're just like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. He was the only part of the movie that I was like feeling very like, like empathetically involved in. Um, I mean, I, I enjoyed a lot of other stuff, but I feel like, I mean, the big like politics thing in this was they were protesting the Vietnam War, but we Mm -hmm. don't see a lot of that, you know, like Mm -hmm. the biggest injustice that we're seeing in the movie is in the courtroom and like all the stuff with the other seven guys are kind it's a little more glib. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, like, I have a really hot take, and I'm really glad that Darcy doesn't listen to this podcast because she would slap me across my face. Eddie Redmayne? I just don't think I give a fuck about it. <laughs> I don't think he's very good in this. I don't really I think he's think... so boring. I I'm don't... like, only Aaron Sorkin is this invested in this, like, this is the least interesting guy on this bench to me, and there are two guys whose name I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I think that he just like doesn't really bring anything. I think it all just like fell very flat. And the whole time I like couldn't take the Eddie Redmayne of it out of it. I was just like, that's Eddie Redmayne. That's Eddie Redmayne trying to be like an American college student with an American accent. And like, I just, I don't know. I also feel like there's so much more interesting stuff going on in this movie. And the stuff that's the least interesting to me is the Eddie Redmayne part. Yeah. Like having Eddie Redmayne be like basically the main character of this movie seems like such He's a like 2005 choice. like the moral compass of this movie. Yeah. Ugh, annoying. <laughs> like, I don't know. And then I just think, I think there, there, I am interested in this like, you know, different side different views of the same side of an argument like I think that is you know some of the more interesting parts of this movie when they're all kind of back at headquarters and you know arguing about whatever Mm -hmm. um but Eddie Redmayne like I'm like I I feel like Aaron Sorkin wants me to agree with you and I I never can because I don't care about you (laughs) yeah how would you feel about uh so I guess Spielberg was planning on meeting up with Heath Ledger to play Tom Hayden. Interesting. I mean, come on, how would I feel about that? (laughs) I mean, I think that'd be just inherently more compelling because I care about Heath Ledger and I might not care that much about Eddie Redmayne in 2020. But I don't know. Eddie Redmayne always, like... He seems like he's always, like, trying to, like, he's, like, playing it restrained, you know? But, Mm -hmm. like, that's not fun. Like, why are you restrained? Like, you, like, this character thinks that he's right and thinks that he is and knows that he is a well-educated white man in America. Like, he should have some confidence here. And I don't know why he's acting like such a little puppy in the corner. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is someone who was like an organizer and married to Jane Fonda. I have to imagine this person is better and more interesting <laughs> than Eddie Redmayne is playing him. <laughs> that's fair. Um, other casting castings that could have been in November 2018, your boy Jonathan Majors was added to the film. Oh my god! And he was going to play that Bobby Seale role. That yeah, yeah. Oh, he would have been great too. Oh yeah. Um, and then I think about Seth Rogen was originally cast and Jeremy Strong took over that role. And that would have been a really interesting, that would have been very different, but not different. I think <laughs> I, I would understand the argument for someone saying Jeremy Strong is too big in this. Like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> but I think I I really enjoy that performance. Yeah. Right off the bat, when someone throws an egg at him and he catches it, I'm just like, ah, fuck, I'm in the bag for this guy. <laughs> he's, he's so fun in this. And I think he's yeah. kind of like the, the necessary comedic relief. And I think that yeah. if they had put Seth Rogen in that role, it would have been too funny. Like, you yeah. would have felt more compelled to laugh when really you should just kind of, like, chuckle along. Right. Um, and, and, I, I mean, do, like, we've seen like, Seth do, like, serious stuff. Like, I famously right. uh, like the Steve Jobs movie uh, yeah. that Aaron Sorkin – didn't Aaron Sorkin write that as well? Yes, he did, but yeah. he did not direct. Correct. Like Danny Boyle? Yeah, Danny Remember? Boyle directed it. Okay. <laughs> um, and, like, Seth Rogen's so fine in that, that movie. Like, he's good in that movie, but that's because he's just playing serious. He's yeah. not trying. Like, I, I feel like it's unfortunate or, like, 
I, maybe it's just with the experiences of seeing Seth Rogen, but it's like he's not, he either plays it serious or he plays it funny. He doesn't really play it like the serious you guy can't who take can his, be quippy. You, right. And I think, like, as much as obviously Jeremy Strong's character is like comic relief, like, he does seem like a real person to me. Like, all the stuff that he's joking about is like stuff that's like bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, well, it's bullshit. And you're like, it is, but like, you can't do that. And he's like, it's bullshit. And you're like, okay, yeah, no, I mean, true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's only the only time where I'm like, this is a little much, Jer, is when he says, ensorcelled me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay. (laughs) It's a little on the nose, huh? (laughs) I like watching him and Sasha Baron Cohen interact. Mm. Well, we're just going to have to talk about Sasha Baron Cohen because that's to me the most interesting. (laughs) I, now, after I watched this movie, (laughs) I came out saying he's going to get an acting nom. I think. I think he I think he will too. I think that this is like the perfect shoe in. I mean the Academy loves it when comedy guys also, get serious. It's a Sasha, lot Sasha hasn't had hasn't had many like years. Like he's kind of been out of the public conscious and he's like back with a vengeance. Like, yeah, because like I don't know. He was in it just seems like the stars could align. Wasn't he in Les Mis? Yes, he was. Tenardier. With Eddie Redmayne. Correct. Fun. Maybe they're boys. They were. They Doubt didn't have. Mm, feels, they didn't have many scenes together. Feels like they wouldn't be friends. That Eddie doesn't Redmayne seem like they'd be boys. So, like vanilla. He just. They're seems both boring. British. Yeah. Okay. Eddie Redmayne. I mean, I think Sasha Baron Cohen's pretty boring. This is a joke, obviously. <sighs> this is a fucking maniac. Um. No, Eddie Redmayne absolutely seems boring. I read something. That's why I don't care about him. The other day, so I guess him and Isla Fisher met at a party. That's how mm-hmm. they like met and then started dating and whatnot. And I Obviously, guess the time same. she was trying to just do drama and he was like, mm-hmm. you should like try to go out for comedy. Uh, and so that's why she like ended up getting roles. Got wedding like, crashes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's like the role we kind of, the roles we know her in. But I thought that was mm-hmm. interesting that he was like, you should do comedy. Well, so I don't also, know. Like, now you see him, me, I like, see as a true drama. I've never seen Now You See Me, but um, I saw it. That was a joke. It's kind of a shitty movie. (laughs) Well, except for the fact that she was like fully drowning in that tank. Yes. Insane. And you know what's really scary when you watch it? Like, I mean, the whole movie is fucking ridiculous. Don't get me started. (laughs) But uh, it does like, I don't know. That's like one of my fears, like drowning or claustrophobia or like being trapped in a cave very specifically like drowning in a cave or like stuck in a cave is like I I don't like any of that so I really don't like that scene where she looks like she's drowning and I guess now we know that she well I was reading on the interwebs that that wasn't right excuse me the take that they used wasn't her actually drowning um it's still unsettling but that's kind of the thing of like she got tangled uh, in the tank and she was trying to go up to the surface and couldn't and so then she was like freaking out and they didn't realize that that was not her acting that she yeah, was actually like struggling to get to air so no, thank you um yeah but anyway so i liked the child the chicago seven we're not seeing a lot of new movies this year. I would say this is uh, one of the better movies that I've seen this year. I think I gave it a f- four stars on Letterboxd. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that it was like 
insanely uh, timely just with all of the yeah I just feel like I mean like it's it is very timely with like protests and a lot of the conversations that people are having about like you know uh, peaceful protesting and you know Mm -hmm. at what point is do you like start physically fighting back I guess yeah um but I also think it definitely does like I feel like if it had been written if it had been more like reactionary I feel like it would have been a little different Mm -hmm. interesting yeah um I don't know there's some real Aaron Sorkin shit uh (laughs) I don't think it's I won't spoil absurdly Aaron Sorkin-y though okay (laughs) <laughs> we've been re-watching the west wing or right. mike is watching it for the first time and i'm just enjoying the fun of it all right. and You're slowly falling in love ride. with josh lyman all over again which is like a really magical experience for me personally i was gonna say really dangerous <laughs> I, I remember know. i think i remember watching... after bradley yeah. whitford didn't get didn't win any oscars i like was just like oh you were always the inferior Bradley in my life. Like, Bradley Whitford, come back to me, my love. Um, and I stand by that. I I understand, and I respect that kind of. Um, I had a friend who was watching West Wing, and they were like, I'm just so basically horny for a time where we there was, like, any respect oh, yeah. <laughs> tied to that. Like, and it's like, it feels like... Uh, a bygone era like that i don't think i could watch the west world now because i would just be like this west is wing. fantasy this is a fantasy yeah mike and i watch and he'll just turn to me and be like can you imagine like the president saying anything that sounds that intelligent or like the president being no. that competent or the fact that no. like the press secretary is going to be there for spoiler alert two terms uh yeah so we're we're all. I mean, we're <laughs> just being fully held hostage by our government, and we're all losing our mind. It's fine. It's fine. We're gonna survive. Um, My dad recommended to me. I haven't been able to watch it yet. A documentary about um, a White House photographer called "The Way I See It." That's kind of um, comparing like the change in the dignity of the office from the last administration to the current one. Mm. So it would be uh, interesting be to watch. Even from, like, just the change uh, over the last, like, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. But, but I mean... I worry if I think about it too much, I'll jump out my window, you know? Yeah. No, I get that. Um, <laughs> we, so, I mean, we're we're a week away from... Okay. We don't need to get it. Yeah. I think we should change... Uh, <laughs> continue on the Sasha Baron Cohen front. Sasha Baron Cohen. And the politics front. Look at him. He has two political movies out this year. That's what I'm saying. He's having a year. The people love him. The uh, people love him. We both watched over the weekend Borat 2. Um, What's the title? I think it is one of my favorite uh, titles, Borat's subsequent movie film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what did you think of it? I enjoyed it. I didn't... I think... I mean... I have a complicated relationship with the first Borat because I saw it when I was like in eighth grade and I was a little piece of shit. You know? oh, that <laughs> so, probably would have like really shell shocked me. 
Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. Um, it might have been ninth grade. It was it was younger than I should have seen. Borat. Yeah, it was like oh seven <laughs> when it came out. Yeah, I didn't see it in theaters, but I saw it like the second there was a DVD. So yeah. Um, and it's. I mean, I remember thinking it was really funny, and then I didn't watch it for the longest time because, like, for the longest time, it was, like, so dated. Like, if you had said my wife in, like, 2012, like, how embarrassing. Um, <laughs> but I rewatched it right before, and I was just, I mean, I think it is, like, <laughs> strangely prescient <laughs> and, like, the stuff that kind of horrified people in 2007 is like a lot more prevalent today. So like yeah. a big part of the first one is like, look how secretly racist America is. And we're all like, no, uh, we know. <laughs> like, so I think the first one was uh, a little more shock factor in that regard. But the second one, I mean, I think I'll have to look up her name. Uh, Balakova is her last name and her first name starts with an M and I forgot it. Um, I'll look it up. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I thought she was really good. And the whole time, I mean, basically my Maria. main takeaway from Maria, um, my whole takeaway from Borat's subsequent movie film is, can you imagine, like, like this is, like, barely written, and you just have to, like, go improv with Sasha Baron Cohen across America. You get one take of everything. Like, there isn't, like, resetting, trying again, and you, like, can't laugh. You can't react. You just have to be, like, fully in character all the time. No, it seems very stressful, but I will say, and I haven't looked into the production too much, but I also did see that they, like, made everyone in the crew sign an NDA to, like, not Mm -hmm. release any production secrets. But I'm like, they either had to do a ton of research and be like, okay, in this town of wherever they were, I think it was somewhere in Texas, who is the plastic surgeon that is most likely to describe what a Jew nose is? Or I'm, I'm like, betting or they shot like I bet. That's, I bet they had ten surgeons. appointments. Yeah, I bet they had twenty appointments. But like, still, like if you if you like fuck one scene up, like that yeah. ruins this whole thing. If that was like I, the I one know. time that the guy like started describing what a quote unquote Juno's is, and she's just <laughs> over there giggling, being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this guy is actually doing it." Then that would fuck it up. Even like the fact that a doctor was like calling them titties. Michael was like, "Well, oh my god, when maybe." The doctor was saying t- I was like, titties would be probably like one of the last words that I think a doctor should use to describe breasts. I would be, (laughs) even if a doctor made a comment about like augmenting your boobs, I would feel a little bit better than like him saying titties. Titties. But Michael is guessing that maybe we don't see it, but Borat first calls them titties and then the doctor just rolls with it. That's that's my guess. But the the Jew knows I have like absolutely no reason why a doctor would explain in quite graphic detail (laughs) how one would describe a Juno. (laughs) No, I mean, it's all so horrifying. I mean, the, I was laughing because um, a friend of mine was a debutante in Macon, Georgia. Uh So I know someone who would have been at like the Macon, Georgia debutante event. Yeah. Uh, Not this year, but in another year. And I'm like, this is just so embarrassing. My sister told me that for that, they like had known that they were signing up to be filmed. Like obviously Mm -hmm. they thought it was like for a TV show. 
they yeah. didn't know it was it was for this. I mean, I even remember like seeing news articles over the summer, and it was like Sasha Baron Cohen's getting up to some shit, but like no one knew that it was yeah. part of. It was like maybe this is for like uh, something like Borat, and then it turned yeah. out to be. And then also like right. they started filming the end of last year, and then stopped filming in July. Meaning that they started filming probably as, like, a way to be, like, let's take down, like, probably the whole premise of, like, giving the daughter to yep. Mike Pence, which is so fucking funny. Oh, my God. That they, I like. <laughs> also, I, there, at one point, they go, Mike Pence, famous lady, such a ladies' man, he can't be in a room alone with a woman. <laughs> <laughs> It's, anyway, I also one of my favorite jokes in the whole movie is I mean they have to like they talk about a lot about how Borat in the movie has to go undercover. So it's always yeah. Sasha Baron Cohen as Borat as uh, some other random person yeah. because the name. Borat is such a well-known character and name at this point for the most part. There are still people who fall for it like the guy at the facts place. Oh my god. He's just talking to Borat. I'm like, "Where have you been? This is fucking Borat." But anyway, um I did like when he I put love on the, the goof that they're KKK faxing. suit and Oh yeah. Yes, the facts. The fact scene takes way too long. But when he's in the KKK robes and running through, going, "Sorry, I'm late. It's Stephen Miller. <laughs> I'll be right there." Yeah. And then he puts on the <sighs> Trump suit, which I think is like quite a uh, quite on the nose. Did you see um, his interview with Good Morning America? It was him and Maria Balakova, and he had to go through security in the in the fat suit and he was like and like it beeped twice and he was like what's that he's like it's my pacemaker and then it beeped again and he's like what's that and he just stared at him he goes oh is it like the cord for your pacemaker and he's like yep (laughs) and they let him in (laughs) yeah no these moves so i'd never seen the first borat so we watched we did Mm -hmm. double feature uh okay i'm very interested john mayer music video so we can watch (laughs) borat micah's Mm -hmm. request was that we skip the like he was he called it a 15 I think he called it for 15 minutes it's very dramatic it's like not that long at all yeah um we did giggle about like how long they make like the the bar to cover his yes. junk I mean I don't know maybe yes. Sasha Baron Cohen's really well endowed who's to say it's very He's funny very it's tall. a very funny goof. <laughs> uh I liked the I think I liked the first one better just because the first one you like unfortunately you it's like like you're saying the shock factor and you're watching it and you're just like how the fuck do these people like so willingly sign over their rights to be filmed and then say these things like the frat bro my favorite part was like reading oh about God. all the lawsuits apparently Sasha yeah. Baron Cohen got arrested like a famous famously got arrested like a hundred times when filming the first Borat and yeah. then I saw like this one Though he got arrested so many times last time, this time, like, COVID was, like, a much bigger threat since he was, like, going to all of these rallies and whatnot where people are not giving a fuck about COVID. Um, Yeah. But. Yeah. Plus, I feel like, like, at the point, if you are, if you're Sasha Baron Cohen and you get arrested filming the Borat sequel, like, at some point you're going to be in jail and someone's going to be like, oh, you're Sasha Baron Cohen. He's going to be like, yeah. And they're going to be like, I guess you can go. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, just, like, watching that first one, it was just, like, I thought it was, like, such, like, a funny and dumb premise. And, like, I thought it, like, seemed, like, very, like, original and creative. Um, Yeah. 
I can't get over the frat boys, and I guess they, like, tried to sue him, and that didn't obviously work out too well, but that's It's also just, like, so, like, I mean, think about how much we love, like, Nathan for you. Like, this is, like, such a Nathan for you, you know? Like, or, like, Eric Andre show. Like, it's very influential of a lot of bullshit that people are into now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think that just because this one since it's so recent and it's like just so indicative of the world that we still live in it was just a little bit more upsetting for me no no this one was truly upsetting and um obviously by the time we saw borat it was in we were aware that the rudy giuliani stuff was coming up you know at least i was yeah, Sorry, I didn't watch. <laughs> I didn't watch the scene, but um, beforehand, but I saw it this week. Yeah, I think it's just kind of horrifying knowing that's that's coming up <laughs> the yeah. whole time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the first one's a lot more of an enjoyable experience because you're like, where did he find all these idiots? And then the second one, you're like, I know they're everywhere. <laughs> oh my god! I like it, and it's it's so interesting because in the first one like one of the lawsuits was I think it was like the news producer who like had okayed or had like hired Borat to come on um for Mm -hmm. that news segment she ended up getting Mm -hmm. fired and she was like I like looked at the website that they provided for him like I did some research and it just like turned out to be a joke Mm -hmm. and then it's like you're watching this and you're like how the fuck did he get so close to Rudy Giuliani? Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> and it's Don't just like, know. I it's know. honestly like mind boggling to me. I know. It's very, very impressive. There's some, there's some PAs doing a lot of fucking work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, it's, it's wild. Um, but I mean, it was I think it's pretty fun um and I like at the very end when it tells you to go vote yeah so I'm like at least there's a message behind it (laughs) Uh, yeah I mean I think a pretty clear pretty clear message but oh we'll see I mean even like those two guys that he like went to live with I'm like yeah how how Uh. (laughs) he talked about that i was reading an article i can't remember now and he was like yeah that was probably the most stressful time and i was like yeah (laughs) you were living with people yeah pandemic what the fuck do you mean and again it's like we don't know how much like footage was scrapped so like presumably they had well and that was another thing i was thinking about it's like how much footage they must have shot just to make like the first movie is right. 82 minutes and this one I think right. is a little over 90 and it's like yeah. how much they shot to make this movie it's just wild like how well, many offices then... they needed to go into like like you're saying with the plastic <laughs> surgeon or like really any of these any of these like scenes like they they couldn't have been that lucky every single time no 
And then even like, I keep thinking, I'm like, okay, so when he was with, he was staying with those guys, like he would have to be in character the whole time. But while he was in character, he would have had to act relatively normal, like 90, 90% of the time. And then that 10% where he was pretty fucking weird, they had to get on camera. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, I'm like, if someone was just acting this insane 24 seven, you would never put up with it. But if he was acting normal and then just occasionally would act insane, yeah. <laughs> then you might be like, okay, weird. So I don't know. It's just a real science experiment that's fucking crazy. And then just how they had to like change the story around because they started filming this late last year when COVID was something that we all knew about, but not necessarily much of a threat. And I think that's really impressive um, that like they were able to kind of make so much of the movie around that like mm-hmm. kind of a big part of, kind of a big part of the ending is covid related and i'm mm-hmm. like that's you know they could have been planning this movie for three years and it's an entirely different movie than you would have ever expected yeah <laughs> just wild oh yeah. god fun watch though borat borat sasha um anything else no. We watched Rebecca. We did watch Rebecca. I don't have much to say about Rebecca. It's not as good as the Alfred Hitchcock, and you haven't seen the Hitchcock yet, so we're, I think we should just put a pin in this. Okay. So we'll just make it a Sasha movie. Yeah. I just made an executive decision today. We were fully planning on talking to Rebecca, <laughs> and I just shut you down yeah. on record. Like, Fuck that. <laughs> no. Um, fine. I'll go make I mean, the like, I'll, I'll give uh, our listeners a little peek behind the curtains. Once we're done recording, we get to watch Sinister. So oh, yes, at I'm this so point, excited. I'm like, we have a whole episode's worth. Let's check out some Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Hell yeah. Nice. Uh, do you have any recommendations? Legos? Uh, yeah, Legos. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal my thunder. Um, if, if you are someone who... All right. I'm going to give the hard pitch for Legos right now because okay. it's Let's really been it. a life-changing experience for me. <clears throat> If you're someone who likes an activity or a craft or a hobby that kind of has a pretty tangible outcome that isn't like something you're working towards for a long period of time, I think Legos is a great hobby for you. It's the same reason I like cooking. It's the same reason I like podcasting. At the end of it, there is something that you created and for that day, you're done. Like a scarf. I can't do something for four weeks and like every night go to sleep like, oh, well, I did an inch and a half today. So that's something like, no, like I just I can't do that. I have no interest. Have I ever told you about how I tried to do arm knitting once and I watched like I went over to my friend Morgan's house and I was like, I want to try arm knitting like it seems like something I can do. And we started watching um, Breaking Dawn part one because I'd never seen it. Oh and her, our friend Lisa, so glad I like, didn't know you then. <laughs> our friend Lisa like went to the library to go study, and by the time she came back, I still had made zero progress because I just couldn't get it down. And so, mm-hmm. after watching Breaking Dawn Part Two, Lisa had arm knitted me a scarf that I now have. Oh, that's so nice. That's nice. It took me Thanks, two Lisa. And I still never got it down. But I think, yeah, I just like for t- to have like a tangible final product at the end of an activity session. And also Legos, I think is the perfect amount of brain power. Like you can put a podcast on the background, like you can put mm-hmm. on a TV show. You've already seen like American Vandal and you can just like go to fucking town on some Legos mm-hmm. and it's just like so soothing. And then when it's done, you're like, wee. Nice. 
And now um, I have like a little Kylo Ren. And cute. I love him. Nice. Uh, I started watching Normal People. Not enough to fully be able to recommend it yet. Wow, 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 wow. Come on. <laughs> You're just dropping that in the 54th minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what else did we watch? I feel like we recommend. I watched Mad Totally Max. Under Control, but I like can't recommend it for anyone who Oof. just needs to get. If if you've already voted Democratic, you, I don't think you have to watch it. Um, if you're if you're an uh, undecided voter, uh, number one, text me because I'm just fascinated. Number two, maybe you should watch it. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if I have that in me at the yeah. at the moment. I thought I told myself it. I didn't have to watch the presidential debate because I had already voted, so I watched Borat instead. <laughs> yeah, seems like a good trade off. Yeah. Oh, I had a really bomb French dip yesterday. That's what I'm gonna recommend. Oh, it looked so good. Mm. I haven't had a French mm. dip in how and Lord knows how long. I love a French dip, and we got Honestly, Gruyere on it, so it already had really provolone. And then I just paid an extra bread. dollar for some Gruyere. And when I went to go pick it up, we rode our bikes to go get it. And when I went in to pick it up, the lady was like, I was like, oh, I had the two French dips uh, with Gruyere. And she was like, that sounded incredible. I was like, ma'am, I hope it is. You're honestly so Parisian. You rode your bike to pick up your French dip. Yeah. Wow. You know, Lauren in Paris. Lauren in Paris. Oh, <laughs> Am I gonna have the? I honestly, the only reason I'm getting away with not watching Emily in Paris is because I'm watching so many horror movies. If Emily in Paris had come out in any other month, I would be cursed with having to watch Emily in Paris. Oh God, don't don't do it. <laughs> I'm not doing it because now, like, I feel like everyone's like watch it. It's like no longer online as much. I mean, the news is moving so quickly. Yeah. Well, fun. All right, so should we get to watch Sinister? Sinister. Bye, everyone. Me and Nora are going to get scared. Bye. Bye. To follow us on social media, follow us at on the underscore download on Twitter and at on the download podcast on Instagram. You can also find us individually at meganspell.com and lauranoriega.com.